To all the wanderers, wanderers, free thinkers, and throwaway kids, welcome to the dumpster fire. Let's, Let's get, get dumpster, dumpster diving. diving. again on Halloween official 2021. <laughs> <laughs> we bring guests. Oh, Morticia Adams. Hello. And a new person. We actually have a whole ass coven here tonight. Two rich women. Clint is back. I am. The, the resident Viking. Our cephalopod liaison to the deep, Justin. Hello. Yeah. And of course, me, your, you know, master of the mixer board. I guess, person in charge of recordings, Brian. Pyrotechnician. <laughs> Pyrotechnician, <laughs> always. Yeah. And whatever spirits might decide alcohol. to show up tonight. Uh, yes, the, the, the bringer, of, uh, bringer of libations. That's a good one. The carrier of the spirits. Yeah, there you go. Ah. <laughs> oh. And let me just Very, say, I think that we have to recognize that. Clint is witchy as well. This is true. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna. Let I'm that, a I'm not gonna let that go <laughs> unsaid here. Yeah. <laughs> he, it's it's in the blood. So. In the blood. I've yeah. Gotta bring the that plan. I've uh, I've done. I started doing uh, rune readings, rune castings when I was like 19. Uh huh. I've done. Probably in the neighborhood of two dozen. I've never had a single one of them not come true. Wow, yeah. that's that's interesting. We will definitely get more into that. Uh, Clinton Morticia tonight are drinking out of their air horn, ale horns, blah blah. Air horns. Air horns. Yeah, they, have <laughs> they don't clink out. very very. They, uh, don't. they don't clink well. They're no, not. They're, they're not. They're, they're not podcast clinky. Yeah, they both have really fancy ones. I'm a little jealous. Mm. Mine's just a whole ass horn. <laughs> <laughs> just chop it straight off the bowl. Start drinking. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if it was properly prepped. I, I don't know. It's but it will it. also double. Oh, it's polished. Yeah, yes, it does. It's very sharp on the end. So. But I have one tonight, guys. We it, It's a special night. It's Halloween. It's trick-or-treat, right? So I changed it up a little bit. And for the first time ever tonight, we are having a mixed drink. We are having a apple cider. It's Ohio brand apple cider. It's a locally bought, but made in Ohio. No clue why. There's plenty of apple orchards here, but that's what Walmart does. Uh, I mold it. I added allspice, uh, clove, and then I added some uh, nutmeg to it. Uh, got it mulled together, heated it up, and then I put in for the cinnamon Fireball whiskey. Oh Man, yes, sorry. the infamous Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Now, interesting story. This whiskey almost put me in the hospital once. <laughs> I this was years back, and it made my something in my abdomen cramp to the point that I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. I did recover on my own, laying on my front porch. And made it without going. But uh, if you go to Google and you type in Fireball Whiskey, one of the first things that pops up is, is Fireball Whiskey bad for you? <laughs> now, there's a story behind this. Fireball is made by Sazerac. The Sazerac company, obviously, owns a lot of stuff now. It's technically a Canadian whiskey, and then it's blended out with cinnamon. Uh, they have sued two other manufacturers for making a cinnamon whiskey. They were both settled out, so it didn't work. Yes. One of them was Jack Daniels, I believe. And there was another one, uh, Sinfire Cinnamon Whiskey. 
How is it a new concept? Hot yeah. Damn's been around That's for... That's... Yeah. Goldschlager. Yeah. 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 I really don't know how they're doing this, but the, the issue with it was that uh, it contained too much propylene glycol. Oh. It was above the standard that it should have been at. So there were some European countries that banned it yeah. outright. Huh. I don't know. I've never had an alcohol do that to me. So there could be something to that. I was not hung over the next day. I didn't get sick. Could have been a fluke. But so I had the same. I, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the thing. I wouldn't have even done this, except now, ever since 2018, there is no propylene glycol in Fireball anymore. Awesome. It is safe. It is the probably trendiest, most known flavored whiskey. It's kind of my enemy number one. But you know what? It's a fun night tonight. So, guys, I had the same well, problem. I was just saying, you got it. me to drink mm. Fireball, so it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you know. But quick review on my uh, cider and Fireball mix. Yeah, I had uh, back in probably 2016, 2017, whatever, I went to uh, a mutual buddy of ours always has a big uh, Halloween bash out there every year. And I went and I just took a pint. Because uh-huh. I didn't know what all was going to be there. I didn't want to just mooch off everybody else. So I brought a pint of Fireball. That was it. I drank one beer and then two-thirds of that pint of Fireball. Right. And I took a couple sips off the Fireball, then the beer, and then the rest of that. That Fireball hit my stomach so hard that I projectile, I mean, from just two-thirds of a pint, projectile vomited. Yeah, I, I mean, just gone. My my gut was like, "This is poison. Get it out of us." Yeah, I think there was something up. I, I had a similar. That's kind of how mine worked yeah. too. And I was actually mixing it with Sidra, which is a cider like beer. Yeah, oh, okay. It's a Stella Artois. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's a good one. Cider, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I had that. I had a bunch of those I'd gotten from uh, the shout out to Joe Doran, our local liquor store liquor store owner. He had those on sale, real cheap, like ten bucks for a case. Yeah, that's so I had plenty of them. I, I made those that night. Those were the best. Definitely a. Not a fun experience. Uh, Fireball 66 proof, so it's 33% alcohol by volume. This is obviously the than I found. Yeah. yeah, it's a little stronger. Yeah, uh, it's lower than I expected. But um, it warmed me up. It's only two thirds of the Satan I uh, thought it was. Proof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have to say you used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think the mulling of the cider came out good. Yeah. 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 No, it blends out pretty well. Yeah. It's pretty good when it's just it's part of a whole, you yeah. know what I mean? Not yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah uh, Morticia <laughs> grabbed a hold of it and didn't realize I was pouring alcohol and took a big sip and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I made the face. The face yeah. you guys don't get to see. But like, yeah. There's alcohol in this. It's like, yes, ma'am. Yes, there's <laughs> That's the truth. I thought you knew if what Tucker house you were in. hands <laughs> you a drink, just assume. <laughs> <laughs> Go in knowing that you're going to have dragons, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This didn't give me the, the dragon's breath, though. Think about that. I don't feel yeah. like I could just light my yeah. exhalation. I think so. I balanced it out really well. I was just say, there's not I a think ton of alcohol too. in there. It's good. Very well And I yeah. do not drink Fireball. <laughs> like, yeah. any kind of cinnamon whiskey is not for me. Yeah, this is a... I have, I've transformed it. I've done alchemy. <laughs> On Halloween night. You're a resident alchemist. Alchemist. That is true. I, I always said that reloading ammunition was alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. I reload ammunition a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastically fun. It's therapeutic. It's my dad's favorite hobby. Yeah. So tonight, guys, you know, Halloween. We kind of want to talk about the history of Halloween. We might get into some scary stories. We'll, we'll just kind of see where it goes. Uh, one thing that Justin and I talk about frequently is, you know, you've obviously heard it on the podcast, is how similar uh, a lot of religions are because they've just borrowed 
holidays or, or stolen, yeah, or <laughs> stolen <laughs> rituals from other religions. Yeah, uh, even to the point of dates change and things move around. Yeah. Uh, there's the big, the the big one is uh, Roman paganism becoming Christian Catholicism. Yeah, and Catholicism did that across Europe with what we would call traditional paganism, yeah. which is an amalgamation of several folk religions from all over uh, Eastern and Western Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime in Europe that you see a St. Andrew's Church, uh, St. Andrew's was the saint of uh, snuffing out paganism uh, in Europe. If you see a St. Andrew's Church that's more than 400 years old, that used to be a pagan temple. Uh, they yep. built his churches mm-hmm. right, right on top. top. Yeah. Uh, but that's also why we see the celebration of Easter with uh, bunny rabbits and uh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> that one yeah. wasn't even that. That one wasn't even like proper stolen. It yeah. was like the original one was Ostra, yeah. who was Ishtar. the goddess of rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, you know, a symbolism of spring, of the rebirth of the world. So yeah. she was always depicted with baby animals and yeah. new growing grass. Well, and uh, you know. Ishtar in particular, um, which was a Sumerian Ishtar or Inanna, um, they, they were two goddesses from uh, different city-states in uh, Sumer that became one as time went on. Their symbols literally were the bunny and the egg. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what says spring more than a bunny and egg? What says birth more than a bunny and an egg? So, And I think it's funny, Easter just happens to be spring solstice. I mean, that's... Yeah, just happens to fall on that. So what's, what's some of the history of Halloween? Where did this come from? in your your deep history from paganism and further back well there there are a lot of different traditions oh yeah that that's... have a uh, mm-hmm. autismal solstice um, I mean from druids with their harvest festivals at like this exact time of year yeah the, um, the I mean same we see in like all throughout Scandinavia you have the carving of the turnips mm-hmm. um that's where jack lanterns come from, and let me tell you, a carved turnip is far more terrifying. Than oh yeah, sucking. Oh, it's like a shrunken head. It, is. it does. Really if you does. put a little hair on top of it, it looks oh, just like a shrunken head. I'm so making some next year too. But I mean, just about every culture uh, celebrates uh, a harvest. Uh, and and festival. often and oftentimes, I mean, I'm not, sh- I, I'm not a, an expert on the 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 current holiday of, of Halloween, but most of them um, originated around most polytheagonal, what is what is the word I'm looking for? Is that the word I'm looking for? Polytheistic. Polytheistic. Poly- polytheistic. Most polytheistic religions have a summer deity who resides the rest of the year in the underworld. Yeah. Um, it's almost unanimous. Uh, and usually uh, they're all their All Hallows Eve or their Spirit Day or whatever is around the time when that summer deity goes back to the underworld. Goes back to the underworld, <clears throat> and that is when the veil is at its thinnest. Right, uh, um, is when that deity is passing the plane from this world or you know from the above mm-hmm. side to the below side. You see that resurrection, um, resurrection, rebirth, and death uh, myth throughout every culture across the globe um, from east to west it's pretty crazy I mean just Greece alone you had five different deities that spent the summer months above (laughs) in Olympus and then spent the winter months below I mean uh, everyone from 
uh, Dionysus to Persephone to Hecate at some point in their uh, mythos uh, were a death or rebirth uh, god or goddess. Um, it's just a this is a time you're supposed to celebrate. I really feel like this is the time that the veil is the thinnest. I think everyone can feel it. I know I've been feeling it today. I've been dropping shit all day long. <laughs> well, and this is also the beginning of a new year yeah. for people that would observe this in a yeah. pagan fashion. Yeah. Um, so I like to kind of liken it to people who consider Sunday the first day of the week. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's a little off from what the norm is, but we would start now when everything's resting, and then you get into the year, quarter of the way, and then the goddess would be reborn, and, you know, as she surfaces, so does, like you said, yeah. Ostara, those so type of things. She comes up, and, and the world reawakens, and green grass shoots up, fertility rites are, are performed, that sort of thing. So, it is the new year, so... One of the things that's been fascinating me um, for many years now is this idea of paganism, um, how it was widely accepted, all folk religions uh, always kind of bubbled under the surface for millennia. Um, It was what the people practiced, like it wasn't looked down upon, it was of the people. And then with the rise of Christianity we see first uh, crusades and the Spanish Inquisition, and it becomes demonized. They even start demonizing some of the deities of paganism. Uh, And even in, like, early Greece, you see all the mystery cults. That was common practice. That was common people practicing folk religion. And uh, never deified, um, never never punished or anything like that. And then with this rise of, uh, with the the one god religions the monotheistic religions the abrahamic religions uh you really start to see a deification and that's when witchcraft becomes evil that's when it becomes witchcraft because that's just a word to denote all folk medicine and uh, you see words like paganism appear which is a it's an amalgamation of thousands of different belief systems right uh and uh, Mm. It's, it's very strange because everything comes full cir- circle. You're even seeing a rebirth just in the last 20 years, really. I mean, Norway just has never had a national religion, mm-hmm. uh, but they've just made a national religion in 2016. They yeah, are as true again, um, and, uh, which they've always mm-hmm. been as true, but uh, I, it's now official. I read uh, oh, about five years ago or so that uh, as a true is the fastest growing religion in the world. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, arguably one of the oldest. There's no known beginning to Azatru. There's never been any time we could say, okay, well, this is the clan that started it. It's been, there's been, there's been Azatru artifacts found from Eastern Europe to the far, far Western of Europe um, that. I mean, you just keep, the farther you delve, the more you find them. You always, no matter where you dig or what artifacts you find, you always find as true artifacts. And the pre-Germanic tribes throughout (laughs) Europe, uh, the names were different, but it was the same. Dialects, like Odin was Woden and Voden and Votan, but they're all just, you know... Just like way Same we source. say, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, the way we speak English is nothing like the way the English was where we got it from, it just, you know? So it's just the way that the language has evolved, but the deities were all yeah. the same. Well, Indiana's hilarious <laughs> to me because you go to Top of Indiana, and it's 
nor'eastern. Everyone's very, yeah. very uh, Canadian. Use, yeah. use okay. yeah, and you get down here and we speak flat out NASCAR. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a NASCAR moment doing? earlier and it made me puke a little bit in my mouth. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, but so the impetus for all of this, the prompt for all of this, the the thing that got yeah. this all, the catalyst, I should say, is subjugation. Yeah. That was that was the reason that all of this started. It was a uh, you know we know that we cannot subjugate these people by simply stripping them of mm-hmm. all that they've done. They're not going to go like that. So we have to give them something to replace it with. Yes. So they yeah. can go ahead and do what they've been doing, but we'll just look the other way and give it a different name. Yeah, that's, that's so, exactly. Yeah, and um, look at Constantine when he made the decision to make uh, the Byzantine Empire a Christian nation. Um, he. He literally still had a temple to the old gods in Constantinople. I mean, there's no evidence that he was a quote-unquote true believer of Christianity. That was a political decision. Yeah. Literally, uh, you have uh, Makatra, I believe, Mithatra, uh, which was a mystery cult all throughout the Byzantine Empire that was gaining steam very quickly. Um, you've heard of the Orphic Egg. Um uh, Mithatra was born of the Orphic Egg. It's a very complicated myth that we know very little about. But we know that they had, that mystery cult in particular had thousands and thousands of followers, just as many as the cult of Yahweh uh, at that time, mm-hmm. which was the grassroots of Christianity. They were literally battling in the streets of Constantinople, yep. these two faiths. Like, they were very anti each other. They were both kind of vying for power. Uh, so Constantine made that decision to end the fighting, essentially, so he could they could move forward. Because right. uh, the Ottoman Empire was coming. Yeah. <laughs> he knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew that. And uh, it was actually a 19-year-old uh, sultan finally took Constantinople. 27 had tried, uh, and a 19-year-old did it. Yeah, this uh, is the boat story. Right? Yeah. 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 And that uh, wasn't the other one that wasn't Yahweh, wasn't there... Uh, Deity, a bullheaded deity. Uh, there was. You're thinking of uh, Moloch. Uh, Moloch yeah, wasn't yeah. wasn't as popular. He was actually a Carthan uh, from Carthage, which is uh, just south of uh, Egypt and Africa. It it had been uh, uh, it had been conquered by Thrace uh, like three almost three thousand years before that, which Thrace became came before the uh, the Grecians. So it was a uh, it was not what we would consider an African nation. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that is an interesting story. We actually think that the Phoenicians, we've never known where the sea people come from mm-hmm. or the Phoenicians. Well, now all the evidence is saying that the Phoenicians and the sea people were the same people, and they all came from Carthage. And yeah. so their big bull idols, which is mentioned in the Bible and all this. Moloch's bronze cow that uh, they built. Yeah, that was an oven, and that's yeah. where sacrifices mm-hmm. went. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a fantastic book. Uh, it's fiction, but it's an, one of my absolute favorite pieces of fiction called Library of Mount Char that uh, it never calls Moloch out directly, but yeah, God's Moloch. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Um, it's pretty interesting. So. Allegedly, that's, you know, all the elite pedophiles are all worshiping Moloch. Yeah, that's oh. what... Allegedly, or, don't or come Bay for me. It. Like, they keep on Bafomet, changing yeah. it. Uh, Minerva. That's the, yeah. one that, that's the actual, that's the one that got recorded. Yeah. They're, they're doing, Minerva, uh, yeah. 
cremation of care in front of with, Minerva. Which Minerva is oh. actually, I know I'm saying that name wrong, Mathatra. Uh, Minerva is actually the female version of him. Both those deities came from India and made their way west. When they came to Greece, they became completely different deities, completely different. They went into the mystery cult system, which mystery cult system was a very underground, grassroots uh, way of worship. It, uh, the, you have the Aleutian uh, mystery cults, where we've known. So Plato said the most life-changing moment in his life was going to the rites of the Aleutian mystery cult. Well, he said he he saw the gods. He yeah. met the gods face to face. Well, well, we've, <laughs> what we've found is we found all this mold, beer, and wine mixture that has ergot in it, uh-huh. <laughs> which ergot is the precursor to LSD. <laughs> they were tripping balls, That's a, <laughs> and that goes back to the trans state that I've talked about. Every culture does it. Um, even then, though, we saw it started to not be mainstream in Greece. Socrates wrote about how we're missing the trans state, how we're missing the spirit now. We no longer commune with the gods. And uh, I think uh, that's one of the issues here, and I really think that's why we've seen such an uptick in things like paganism, mm-hmm. or as a true, uh, because it, it revels in the fact that you're supposed to commune directly with the gods. It revels in the fact that you're supposed to have this excited trans state with your deities. You're supposed to have that connection. That Because that's been missing from the world for several millennia. Right. And I think we're desperate to have the spirit back in our lives. Um, I think all of us want to connect to the source, whatever that source may be. Almost every mythology across the globe has a tree of life, which is the source. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I think that's what we're longing for. And I think that's why you see so many people. Not to say that it's all good. Um, you have this big baby witch movement that is mind-numbing. Uh, terrifying, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these people have no idea what they're doing. And uh, mm-hmm. Abby can actually speak a whole lot on that. <laughs> she, she's very good at putting them in their place. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's just that I hate that... I don't like the term baby witch, first of all. I don't mind people wanting to learn. I mean, that's how you... You, know, you ask yeah. questions, you learn. That's fine, but... Some That's these, not what they're doing. Some of these yeah. people, though, I mean, uh, it's all pretend. Yeah, it, it's all just. Yeah, it's nothing to do. with... It's a generation of Harry Potter. When yeah. people raised on yeah, Harry Potter, they, not, they're they, going to be wizards. Like yeah. these people, the people that I'm talking about that refer to themselves as baby witches, they don't really want to know about it. They just want you to do something for them, yeah. or like you know what I mean. It's just like a. Oh, yeah. this is cool right now, kind it's of. It's an ego. Thing. Everybody I, wants yeah. to be a witch until at times it comes time to do witchy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had a conversation with someone that was getting into this and the crystals and things like that, and I actually was trying to talk about uh, the Agathos Daemon and the division of uh, these religions in the past and how uh, there were these metal bands that were influenced by that, and it, like she just wouldn't hear it. Like was upset with me. I'm like, yeah, they don't want to. Well, they listen, don't I'm want talking to about what you're saying you're yeah. into, and I was like. You read this book or this? No. And, and this I don't really is, read. <laughs> and, yeah, that is the thing. Um, with everything, you have to take the dark with the light. There's and that's not what all that right. is. You hear a lot of, oh, I'm a light witch. I'm a white witch. Hmm. Like, uh, no. Like, that doesn't like that doesn't exist. Like, you're not a witch if you can't face the darkness. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Fun fact, I have never watched the Harry Potter franchise. Really? At all. Yeah. 
maybe 15 minutes of it in passing. I knew you were a fucking muggle. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will, uh, I was saying earlier, Van Gogh. Van Gogh was likely on Urgot, was he not? Yes. And he's the one that painted the uh, waves that exist yeah. in yeah. the sky in all yeah. his paintings. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's always fascinating to me. Yeah. Urgot's a weird one. Uh, I actually just read a book uh, called How to Live an Artistic Life Without Losing Your Ear. And it was about how to live a passionate, ecstatic life like Van Gogh without mm-hmm. losing your ear. <laughs> like how to not ass. chop your own ear off. It had yeah. some great pointers. Um, so, because I am one to want to give my ear to a pretty girl. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a serious gesture. It's, it's kind of falling out of favor. I think he needs to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. That's it. I'm, I'm good. doing it. I'm good. I'm good. I could think of some other The ear lopping. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, good without that. Shows your dedication, right? So another <laughs> another focus of this uh, this theft and trans transfer of of um, religious points and mm-hmm. rituals and things and and make it into the how to say Christian, yeah, Catholic, whatever you yeah. want to call it, Abraham, um, monotheistic. Yeah, yes, yeah. a monotheistic. If you notice, and of course now I'm I'll put a disclaimer out here. Unpopular opinion. Come at me if you will. I, I don't think you've seen me. Um, so I am not one of those that, oh, everything was about a female deity before Christianity came along. That's not true. It was very, very the duality. The female and the male was both extremely important. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I don't like that. I don't like when like, oh, it was all about the woman before. No, it wasn't. It was all Gaia. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, you, you need them both yeah. for life to be a possibility. So um, you saw the element of the female as a powerful equal taken away, though, when yeah. the monotheists came in and decided to convert everything to what they wanted it to be. So that's, that's an important part of it, too. Subjugation and then removal of that female in, as, a, oh, yeah. as a powerful equal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, yes. the, uh, the, the powerful people, the shamans and whatnot that everybody went to for... Uh, Advice, especially when it came to anything unknown in the future or what needs to be done, or you know, anything like it was always a woman, always. Yeah. Uh, women have always held uh, you go back to the Paleolithic age, and we see one goddess on every continent, and that is uh, you've all seen a picture of it that we found the statue literally thousands of them. It's a large bellied woman with no head, essentially, and with a very yeah. tiny head. Uh, she was the mother goddess. Uh, women held a very important... They're the life bringers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could they not be powerful? Yeah. Um, they were the, m- the more powerful, I would say, in the Paleolithic era. And um, I think that's where a, a lot of things went wrong as far as how we view... Um, like toxic masculinity and all those catchphrases now um so with women um they're uh, i think we t- uh, men took away their powerful uh, power because they had always been more powerful uh i really think that's what it stems from um that they were subjugated because they had always been we're finding that there was matriarchies across the globe in the paleolithic age and uh i think men like subjugated them because uh, they wanted the power back and uh, that's kind of crazy to think about Um, but even when we're looking into the Paleolithic age uh, as far back as we can see right now we're only looking at about 3% of our history as a species so we really don't know what the first gods and goddesses were 
Um, so, but I think you're right. I think it requires both. I think both energies are required, and that's what I see in paganism and as a true um, of all these other religions. It's so funny. The religions and power, they're the ones that divide always. Oh, it's the god dog. It's yeah. the god dog. I don't know if they'll be able to, to sing tonight, though. The god dog is the tree. Yeah. Uh, my dogs worship it. Yeah. It's adorable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They all start the howling in unison. And it's <laughs> they all fly up in the fence. It's like on Toy Story when the claw's coming, they're all like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It has chosen me. Yes. <laughs> so one thing, though, about what you were saying, uh, I think that it was important that they also realized that, one, women were, in general, weaker. Two, uh, they were the majority, so they yeah. couldn't allow them to be the yeah, ones with right. the power and yeah, the majority. Yeah, so yeah. that was very important to shut that down right quick before yeah. they could you know, make their little monotheistic yeah, civilization right. a, a, mm-hmm. a thing. And it's funny, though, uh, with a lot of monotheistic religions that are pre-Abrahamic, like Zoroastrianism, which is one of the oldest uh, religions with over a million uh, admitted followers today, um, they hold women in super high regard. It's for some reason it's very Christianity specific, and it didn't start that way. You look at the Temple of Solomon, the Temple of yeah. God that was supposed to be rebuilt three times, and that would start the Armageddon. <clears throat> we know for a fact that in the time of Solomon, his wife Jezebel, she was a Phoenician priestess uh, worshipping Ishtar. <laughs> yeah, the, the Song of Solomon is no. entirely about sex. That's well, the this is the yeah. thing. They were married in the temple of God, the temple of Yahweh. For 500 years, both Yahweh and Ishtar were worshipped in the same temple. Yeah. Like, that that's the roots of Christianity right there. Mm-hmm. And we view Christianity, oh, no God before me and all this. Literally, in their greatest temple, a Phoenician goddess was worshipped for 500 years. And like, and then you see the King, King James Version of the Bible, where Jezebel is completely vilified. Oh, she's the painted harlot. She did her face. That was part of her magic rite <laughs> as a priestess, was to put makeup on. She was about to meet her goddess. She knew that the Christians were coming for her. Right. She knew she was about to be killed. She wanted to paint her face so she could be beautiful for her goddess when she met her. Um, and I, it just cracks me up that well, we've gotten so far away from those. Well, people are so people <laughs> want to be told what to believe, yeah. and it's it, it it's so ingrained in human nature for the most part to just go with whatever flow. Like everybody, there is not a single depiction of the devil or hell or anything like that that anybody knows nowadays that isn't fire and pitchforks and brimstone and the idea of a fiery hell did not exist before Dante wrote the yeah. epic poem Inferno Yeah, did not exist yeah, and the king at the time had it put into the religion because yeah. it would strike more fear into the heart of people yeah, yeah the church had a lot yeah they yep. had to that lead too. by fear yep. and you see, it's very odd the things they changed like what we consider an angel uh, everyone, when you say angel, they all picture a beautiful person with wings and a halo. That's not what no, an angel no. is in the Bible. They are something from another dimension yeah. in the Bible. I mean, the only one that was even human humanoid is the Metatron, which is the voice of God. And he's literally tall enough that his head is still in the heavens when his feet are on the earth. 
Yeah. Like, he is beyond gigantic. We cannot comprehend yeah. him at a single moment um, while looking at him. And so then you've got Enoch um, and his vision of God's chariot. This is where we get the seraphim from the cherubs. Uh, seraphim were wheels with thousands of eyes. Uh, the cherubs were balls of fire that spun around those wheels. Like, it's not... Yeah. There's no halos going on. No. There's, there's no, no harps. Nothing pretty. <laughs> like, no. But he never says that that he saw God on the chariot. He calls it God's chariot. He said he saw the likeness of man mm-hmm. in God's chariot, yep. um, which I find interesting. Uh, I've really been studying the uh, uh, part of uh, Jewish Kabbalah is uh, called Merkaba, and it's the it's studying Enoch because Enoch is the uh, only person in the Bible that ever ma- made it. Actually, in the Bible, the Torah and the Quran that ever made it into heaven without dying. And right. that's the goal of Merkaba, is yeah. to make it through the gates of heaven without dying, uh, which I think is an interesting task. Hmm. So, that, uh, that is interesting, too, because uh, in As a True, um, Asgard is uh, surrounded by uh, an enchantment that no non-Asgardian may enter into Asgard unless brought there by one of the gods or the Valkyries yeah. and nobody's allowed to enter it. Yeah. Um, we were talking kind of full circle back to uh, the summer deity. Um, in in Azatru, it's Balder. Uh, he's uh, one of Odin's son. He's the god of summer and beauty. And he is prophesied, prophesied to be killed. So in their despair, they go around and ask everything. I'm talking everything from the air to the rocks to the water to every plant to make a vow to no, do no harm to Balder. And they all do. Everybody agrees there was one plant that was overlooked, and that was the mistletoe. And Loki, the evil god, in, if you want to call him that, in, sure, as a true, yeah. found the one plant and fashioned a spear out of it and gave it to they were all having a big game because they were throwing swords at him shooting him with things all these weapons would bounce off and nothing would harm him and uh, (laughs) and Baldur's brother Hodor is blind and Loki had fashioned that dart and Hodor wanted to join in but couldn't and he said I'll guide your hand if you want to join in and he put that dart in his hand so his brother Hodor killed Balder. Right. Well, it's also a rule in Asgard that any as any Asgardian slain by the hand of an Asgardian, the punishment is death. But they can't do it. Um, the only mortal to ever enter into Asgard to break that enchantment was uh, Odin had to go down and father a son with a mortal woman. And he came across the Bifrost Bridge, and he was there to kill Hoder and avenge Hoder. So it's kind of one of those. Wow. It's it's another one of those things that was absorbed together. by yeah. the monotheistics that yeah. was. And that's that's not that's just the one I know the most about. But yeah. it also it's also a common theme amongst most northern German uh, northern European. Uh, it, it's so strange. Polytheistic because religions. that myth is. Oh, and I I didn't <laughs> even think to look this myth up. I'm not going to remember the gods and goddesses is almost identical to a Hapas River Valley myth, which is northeastern India. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the deeper I delve, like you see um, all these spots that s- 
spirituality and religion came from. And uh, India is, the farther I go, is definitely a source. But, uh, like, with, uh, especially in Western Europe, you see a couple of influence kind of meeting in the middle and becoming its own thing. Uh, but that myth, I'm going to have to do some research, because um, I can't remember the names, but I know there's a dart, and they had to actually go get a mortal to kill uh, Brahmin. Um, I can't remember who was tricked to kill Brahmin, though. We'll have to pull yeah. this up and put it on the road. Yeah, I'll have to look Facebook into it. Group. I'll have to look into put it. A link it's very, very similar. Yeah. It's not exact. I right. don't think there was any blindness or anything like it, that. It's, it's really... It really it shows. It really shows a lot of the unity between. It was almost, and and actual archaeological archaeological records have started to show this that, like, for the longest time we were told we were told that Northern Africa was the breadbasket of human creation and it all spread from there. Well, the the more we find out, the more it's looking like there was two pockets well, and one spread from the north as quick as the one spread from the south. It's almost looking like for every race on the planet. Just yes, exactly. It's. Kind of weird. Uh, I think we're on the verge of a precipice of knowledge about our past. I think we're about to learn something big. Because um, the things that are coming to Revelation since like 2013, 2014, we're finding things that completely blow the lid off of our timeline that just don't make sense. Right. And there's going to have to be a paradigm shift. Yeah. There's going to yeah. have to be uh, for it to make sense. Yeah. And uh, the <laughs> more we look at ancient cultures the more like they were the more that's what i was getting yeah. at almost all the the northern germanic religions pretty much all the northern germanic religions whether they called it one name or the other were all exactly as they're all exact same but then you religion. go down just a, just a slight little bit and you get into the more mediterranean and yeah. it's almost all exactly like this with their own little twists. Yeah. But almost all the old stories, even though the gods are different and somehow they came to be different. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's like you have a start here and a start here and where they met yeah. in the middle, this old religion and an this old religion became its own religion in the middle. Yeah. But almost all the backstories to all the polytheistic religions are all so, so close. And there's like, I mean, you're talking spread across the... the from what they thought 20 years ago of the history of the human race, there would be no way to spread this that far, yeah. that deeply, for yeah. that long. It just wouldn't be possible. But we're yeah. finding that we've been here for... Much, much longer. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, tens of thousands of we years longer When we were in high than, school, the estimate was 20,000 years. Right now, we know it's at least 300,000. Uh, we know that for a fact. We, we just found uh, a new set this year. We just found a new set of fossilized human footprints in southern um, uh, southern North America, I believe it is. Uh, I'd have to look that up again. Uh, I believe they said was estimated to be about 57,000 years old uh, oh. from, from the late Pleistocene. They, they yeah. had... Um, um, uh, um, Landsloths, yeah. landsloth prints next yeah. to it, yeah. and from something to do with the fossilized grains of grass seeds that they found in it that they could carbon dates how they got the date of it, yeah. and the fossilized print of the uh, uh, ground sloth yeah. was the same age as the fossilized print as the, of the humans yeah. walking through. But and that's in North America. We yeah. weren't supposed to have been here. 57,000. Right. Yeah. Right. 300,000 <laughs> years for anatomically modern man. And we only started writing things down 10,000 years ago. We only started plot, 
planting crops 10,000 years ago, that doesn't add up to no. me. It's not like there was just some magic revelation 10,000 years ago, and we're like, oh, we're smart now. No, <laughs> like, for years, we've always looked back at history with this reductionist view of history. Not only a reductionist view of history itself, but of man itself. We've always looked back and said, well, they don't have the tech. They didn't have the technology. They couldn't have done this. They couldn't have done this. So for hundred years we said there's no way that they built the pyramids we can't figure it out there's no way they did it with the technology available and then we found the receipts <laughs> we literally found the receipts where they paid the architects like we did it the thing that set uh, man apart from all the rest of nature is our ingenuity that's it Period. I mean, our big butts help, our, our opposable thumbs help, but we're yeah. not the only ones with big butts and opposable, opposable thumbs. thumbs. Right. Uh, it was our ingenuity, our problem-solving ability, our ability yeah. to see a problem and be able our to think about it. Our ability to conceptualize the future. Exactly. To be I able to do this, the future. and in a week, Understand I can come back and reaction. this will have happened to it. Yeah. Uh, no other animal in the world can think that far ahead. Yeah. Uh, one of my sense. favorite <sighs> sayings, and it actually comes from your religion, is if the world went to hell tomorrow, I'd still plant an apple seed or an apple tree today. Yeah. And uh, and that says everything you know need to know about why humans uh, survived to yeah. me. And that says it all because we can see the future. We can understand. I can plant. Even though I won't eat that fruit in my lifetime, <laughs> my children will. And uh, that's why we're still here. So, yeah. well, guys, let's. Uh, we got a bit left, but let's transition. I wanted to hear some stories. Okay. So some private stories. Uh, would our new guest yeah. like to open this? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Thanks I'm, for I'm asking. I'm kind of shy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're not shy. Yes, I am. I am totally shy yeah. when I meet people. First time I met you, you were hurting someone badly. <laughs> that. Well, that's anger. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, I, actually, I didn't meet you. You just saw me. <laughs> so that I think count. you introduced yourself. Freaking voyeur. So what were we talking? Like spooky stories? Anything you got? Yeah, I've told mine about how I took toots down to the reservoir and had a giant rock thrown in the water in front of me. Right. That's right. spooky. That's like, a uh, we've told the Waverly story. Obviously, I'm actually planning to go back to Waverly. Uh, it's not like it used to be, but I'm still gonna. There's yeah. someone that's curious. I want to take him. Um, I, did, I, I did live with a ghost. Um, my house in Scottsburg, uh, Justin eventually ended up it's rooming so with me. I was just thinking about that house. Uh, I moved I in there in 2000. That let's place. see, 2000, late 2006, I believe it was. Has it been uh, that long? Yeah, because I, I lost it because of the recession of 2008. I lost yeah. my job in 2008. Uh, 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 but anyway, I moved into this house, and it was built in the late 40s, early 50s. Right, uh, yeah. Two-story, full basement. Old, creaky, just beautiful house. It was I mean, it was one, just beautiful. It was one of those post-World War II box kind yeah. of houses. It beautiful yeah. houses. Yeah, but it was the only one left on the block like that. The rest yeah. of them were ranch style. I mean, it, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was awesome. I loved that house. Um, but I worked second shift there. I worked night shift for a long time. I worked second shift there uh, most of the time I was there. Uh, and it might be the working night shift, the reason why I didn't notice it for the few, first few months. But when I transitioned to seconds, uh, I'd get home around 11, 11.30, and I'd usually have a couple drinks, sit and watch boob tube until I got tired and ready to go to bed. Well, the first night I heard it, it, the living room sits right directly below the only upstairs bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the stairs that go up to it are open to that living room. 
<sighs> well, I was sitting and watching TV, and I heard above my head the unmistakable sound of footprints on that old wood floor, mm-hmm. or footsteps. And they went, rink, 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 yeah. and went all the way down the hall to the corner, and then walked all the way around the corner through the hallway to the, t- to the head of the stairs and just stopped. Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard it, I went up to check it out. And there just wasn't anything there. Yeah. Well, then the next night, and this was at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then the next night at 1 o'clock in the morning, off of where the bed would be in that room, rink, 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 and all the way around to the head of the stairs. And this happened while I lived there by myself. This happened every night at 1 o'clock in the morning. I would hear those steps come around. Wow. Yeah. Well, fast forward a couple years after the recession, I lost my job. I was doing everything I could to try to hold on, to try not to lose the house. Uh, Justin and his brother Nash moved in with me. Uh, Nash took the bedroom upstairs. Yeah. As soon as Nash started living in that room, the footprints stopped. The footsteps stopped. Right. But a couple more months down the road... It got to be that time of night or whatever. We'd be sitting on the couch, and you'd hear just out of nowhere. You'd hear, and I'd get up and go check the door. And nobody's there. Yeah, yeah, it happened multiple times, like dozens of With times. With people in, I mean, there would be five or six of us sitting in the living room, and we'd all hear it. Yeah, wow. I'd have the porch light on <laughs> at night, and I started doing it on purpose this way. I'd leave the porch light on, and it overlooks a street, and it's grass everywhere, mm-hmm. and the couch. Right up against that big bay window that's right there. I mean, the door's to the left of the couch, and it's, the window is right there behind the, the, the couch. And after it had done that a few times, I was I had suspected, like, neighborhood kids. Right. It's in town. Yeah. When I got to where I'd leave that light on, and I'd hear that big... I mean, sometimes it sounded like somebody punching the wall. Like, yeah. boom, 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 it boom, like boom. like a cop now. Yeah. And I'd, I'd just flip that yeah. curtain back real fast and look out, and there's... No one there, and I've got rails that go down all the yeah. way to the the little what is that archway by the door? What is it called? Foyer. Foyer. There's rails that go all the way to the foyer, so you'd have to walk down the steps and yeah. take off running. Yeah. Way, way not enough time to do that while I uh, the scary, went around the corner. The scariest moment I ever had in that house was uh, when we first moved <laughs> in. My brother didn't for a minute. He was living with a girl for like three weeks. So it was, uh, it was just me and Clint living in the house for a minute. And your uh, Michelle. Um, yeah. Michelle, his girlfriend, was there half the year when she was out of school for the summer. Well, he was, Clint had a computer upstairs, and he was letting me... Uh, I didn't have a computer, so he's letting me... I was writing. Uh, I was writing a couple of short stories. And it was a super nasty hot summer. Like, just gross hot. And... All the heat rises to the upstairs. Oh, bad. And I was up there typing. I'm just pouring sweat. But I was writing about, like, a hot place, so it kind of, like, helped. <laughs> but I'm pouring sweat, and all of a sudden, Clint comes up, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he's breathing. And uh, he's, I'm like, what's up, man? And I turn around, there is literally no one there. <laughs> like, no. nobody there. No. I literally felt his hand touch my shoulder and like breathe I thought he was just looking over my shoulder looking to see what I was reading that wasn't uncommon he'd come up and check on me um and uh, yeah, nothing there. I immediately ran downstairs and sat in the living room. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing yeah. going on here. I just, I, I always got the, the the feeling. It's not really a couldn't say an impression, but I always got the feeling that it was like an older man. 
Yeah. Like he was coming yeah. to check on his place. I thought for and sure, like without a doubt, that it was you. Yeah. Like it was a, it was definitely a male. It was definitely a large male. Like Clint's a big guy. I'm mm. not. It, it felt like a hand that like covered yeah. my entire It always shoulder. just, it always just felt like the old man of a house. Yeah. That would, you know, how they always just go around and check the things are in the place that they should be. Yeah. And it seemed to me like when Nash moved into his room, it just, it disturbed him. Like. Yeah. And it, it, he didn't seem angry, but it was kind of a get out of my yard type of yeah, right. type of thing that he was doing with the knocks on the door. Because it completely changed. It went from just walking to the head like he was looking down the stairs. Yeah. Like he was just checking out who's there. Yeah. To when Nash moved into his room, it was like it disturbed him and displaced him out of where he wanted to be. Because very old manish, they have their little zone and that's where they like to be, their comfort zone. Yeah. He got pushed out of his comfort zone and was just... He was knocking on the door. Showing his dis- displeasure. Yeah. How long did that last? The whole time I was there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, the the footsteps when I lived by myself were nightly. Enough to where, literally, I'd hear the footsteps and I'd go, oh, well, it was about time for bed. And I'd turn off the TV in there. I'd say goodnight to the guy upstairs. And I'd go in my bedroom and get ready to crash. Because yeah. it, was, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. You knew it. Yeah. Every, every night. Maybe he's doing his nightly check. <laughs> well, and... So what I was thinking of earlier was the time I came out there, and I think Shelly drove out there too. We played yeah, cards or some game. I don't know. <coughs> right. But on the way home, like I, I became so unsettled while there that it followed me all the way home. And yeah. as I was driving through Crosley, I was just, and so was she, because I was texting her back and forth, and I'm like, are you all right? Because I'm not okay. Right. And she's like, no, man, I'm really freaked out. And I, it was just like one of those times where you just felt like, Crosley's creepy anyway. It's got right. a vibe. Right, right. Yeah. Just kind of something yeah, going absolutely. to come running out at you at any minute. It was just, I was unsettled all the way home. Huh. Like, like I don't get unsettled. I love, right. I like that stuff. It was bad. Huh. I was not Maybe happy. He doesn't not like a happy women. camper. Much like a lot of old men, yeah. especially of the time. Yeah. Kind of a bitter old well, man Well, I could see him being know. disapproving of me being there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because he was never, like I said, when I lived there by myself, it was never anything but a walk to the head of the stairs to check on the situation. Yeah. And I would. I'm not I'd the kind of female him, that or, a traditional you know, male would have appreciated. Yeah, right. if he From was like a yeah. 1946 yes. like yes. male, <laughs> like uh, yeah, so uh, this, I could see that. This is very random about Crosley, but I have a funny feeling that there's a giant cave system underneath it. Oh, there is. Yeah, there I, there is. it's no. Yeah, yeah Jennings County has a yeah, huge I mean, it's full cave. of caves. We have a huge cave system. Um, yeah. the, it's the way Crosley rolls in the hills and yeah. stuff. You can it see makes it me think in the yeah, lane. There's something yeah. under yeah. there. And there's sure. probably caverns that no and man's ever laid to ice I guarantee yeah. there. Because yeah. I don't know of any the, entrances. Yeah. With the Muscatatuck, I mean, Muscatatuck literally means winding waters. You look at how the Muscatatuck runs through Jennings County. Uh, there's no way. We have a ton of limestone here. Oh, yeah. And there's no way that. that river didn't create caves. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not possible. Well, it stretches all the way down. Madison used it as mm-hmm. the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. Crosley I mean, definitely has a vibe, there. and I always, I don't know why, I always thought that that's what it was. I was like, it's I, on top of the giant caves. I actually uh, spent my entire yeah. uh, morning in Crosley uh, this morning. This morning? Uh, yeah. I took a bunch of pictures and. Uh, I felt like uh, I was communing with the spirits. Like yeah. I was definitely getting some vibes. So there's there's uh, been I've I've hunted Crosley since I can remember. Yeah. I started hunting when I was seventeen, and we hunted Crosley or seventy seven, uh, and we've hunted Crosley every year. And I've been out there by myself on pretty much every square foot of it. 
but there's been some places and some times I've been out there that there was just a definite feeling of unwelcome. Yeah, yeah like uh, get out. It, not even menacing so much. It's, it's weird just signs. you're not welcome here. Yep. And I've always just turned around and left. Yeah. Yeah. Be here if you like, but you are taking it on to yourself. I actually have kind of a dumb question because I'm not a hunter. Um, What would someone be hunting with that hound dog right now? Yeah, I think coon season's in. Okay. Uh, Okay. Because uh, uh, if they're, they're not uh, there was dog a running season comes ginger in, ginger man who was very very friendly, but I kept on disturbing him. I kept on coming across him with his dog and his rifle um, all morning. Like everywhere I went, he would appear. Like, it's weird that they'd be out during the day though, because yeah. coon hunting's usually he, at night. And maybe um, he's just training the dog. Or what something. kind of how, how what kind of hound was it? it like a looked big like a blue hound? tick. Okay. A uh, blue tick hound dog. Like it was real pretty. It looked young, so he might have just been training it. He uh, might have been it because I'm sure if it's not seasoned, then it's. That was a train. Oh, okay. Then it's uh, the then it's at least dog running the season. Dog the only thing I could think of would be besides that is possibly a squirrel hunter. Yeah. Uh, could be a, a squirrel okay. dog because a coon dog would make an okay squirrel dog because they I actually heard a look ton up. I a gunfire while I was out there, so I didn't want to get too deep out right. there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just kept on running into this guy. He's super friendly. We didn't talk, but we nodded and smiled. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, he he was like everywhere I went, like, and I was all over Crosley, like right. one into the other. I went down to the bridge and walked around, and he was there, and he had just been on the other side. Yeah, like it was very strange. Like uh, I, I had my pistol on me. So. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Right, right. Like, <laughs> you're like, are you a real person? Yes, yeah, Ginger Man following. Oh, me? have I told? Did I ever tell the story about me at Muscatatuck and the dogs? I don't think so. Oh, man, this is a good one. But it was one of those things, like, I really felt like nature intervened on my behalf. Um, so, around the same time that I would have been out there at your house. Okay, that's creepy. That's something <laughs> eerie. That is just awesome. I love that noise. It's eerie. But, um, yeah. Wow, that was So, I was hiking down at Miscatatuck, and I made this a pretty regular thing. You know, you could do the left trail, and it's kind of more rugged and short if you're short on time. Mm-hmm. The right trail's more, you know, leisurely, but it lasts a longer time. Anyway, so uh, I was I took off on the right trail. I had plenty of time that day, and this is before like you know I didn't carry every day or anything like that. Um, so just just me, no phone, nothing. Head down the right trail, and there's a part where uh, there's if if you know the trail well, it's like a piece of cake, but it looks like a rock, and it's kind of positioned out in the water. Yeah. Well, there was these two guys there, and. I just, you know, you know, as a female, you get the bad vibes. I'm like, fuck, this isn't good. But you can't show that that's a problem. So I walked past these guys, and they were talking about me. I could tell. You know the feeling. You can tell they're talking about you. Like, shit. All right, okay. So I go ahead and go about my business. And so, you know, the upper trail, there's like the two trails going on there. They were above me for quite a good ways. I could hear them and everything. You never see them, but I could hear them, and I knew it was them. And I'm like, this is not going to end well. Uh, so I get to where I always turn around, go ahead and turn around, and as I'm getting to this spot where there was a lot of vegetation that encroached onto the trail, it was very high, and I knew that that was a spot. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where these guys are going to jump me. Mm-hmm. So, got to get ready for this. So I'm looking around, you know, thinking, what am I going to use for a weapon and all this stuff? Like, I'm a big girl. This isn't going to go well, but mm. there's also two of them. So this It's not going to go well for it, them either. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. This is going to be a bloody, scrappy little battle, but this is not going to end well for me. So... I'm just preparing myself and, uh, you know, just hyping myself up for what's going to happen. And the, the, the 
brushes rattling and all this and just as I think these guys are gonna come out at me two huge ass dogs come out instead no collars these are the wildest looking dogs I have ever seen there were no other people around these were not dogs that belonged to anyone right and they came straight to my side and I was just like hey guys what are you doing and they escorted me back to the steps Oh, that's awesome. And they waited for me at that bridge. So when I get up to where the where I thought these guys were going to jump out, yeah. they are there. Yeah. They but probably now already I have... chased the guys off. No, no. The yeah. guys were there. Really? The guys saw the dogs and were just like, oh, shit. You yeah. know, like, yeah, they weren't going to do anything. And I mean, these dogs, I'm, I'm a tall girl. They were hip high. These were really? huge dogs. Gary and Frankie. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Oh, Odin's, Odin's, <laughs> I was just like, so these dogs. Odin's two wolves and always I had a side. I just like yeah. thrumming with energy, you know, because I know that that's where they came from. Yeah, I know yeah, that they yeah. have come to me for this purpose. Yeah. And They're, They've been um, sent out the... Yeah, yeah, they escorted me to the bridge, to and yeah. then they sat there and watched me until I got to the top of the steps. And when I turned around that time, it, I mean, it sounds like a story. I know this, and it was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life, but they were gone. Yeah. And I was <laughs> safely at my car, and no harm came to me that day. <laughs> That's awesome. And I fully believe that, yeah, they were gifts. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I do have a story that... Everyone will know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, nearly everyone here. Uh, it actually, this happened, there's two of them, in the old Shara mansion. Now, this place, we call it the mansion. It was not a mansion. No. This, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> this place was built on river rock and tree timbers. And where yeah. is this at? It had literal... Decatur County. Uh, yes. Literally right on the Decatur edge. County line. North, it uh, is, yeah, uh, it James, is uh, James yeah. County, Decatur County. Mm. It had literal... Um, whole sycamore trees underneath the logs that yep. for the for the base of this house for the foundation. Yeah. yeah. So this house was as old as it got. I think when it was built, it didn't have a kitchen. Obviously, didn't have plumbing. They had to add all these things later. I think they said it was built pre-Civil War. Really? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm and sure. this. So I remember once we heard a bunch of weird stuff there, and I mean, I stayed there and we hung out there all the time, and then. They tell me, well, yeah, uh, we used to always have this problem that you would hear a lady crying in this closet. So my uncle took the door off of it and that fixed it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> fixed it. So I'm serious. This is how it was presented to me. So the story was that uh, it was a woman that was a family member had killed herself in that closet when her husband died at war. Right. And this was known family like lore and that, that the door had apparently been taken off for years and years. I'd never seen the door. Well, I was in that house cleaning it up because the house always got pretty deplorable <laughs> over time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was in and out. People were living in and out of it, and they just, it'd be abandoned for a while, and they'd move back in. And I looked up and saw someone, plain as day, in an orange jumpsuit, walk by and look at me. And I immediately thought that it was our friend Steve, Steve Cosby. Yeah. And I said, Steve, what are you doing? I was vacuuming at the time. I shut the vacuum off and walked in there, and there was no one there. Well, then I freak out, and I'm like, there's an escaped convict in here. <laughs> Fucking hole yeah. up in the house. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, where'd they go? Right. So I go and I look around and I'm kind of freaking out and they get back and Steve comes with Mike first and shows up and I'm like, were you in here earlier? And he's not in orange at all. He's right. like, no. So I never really, I was like, all right, this is weird. Maybe someone was there and they, they were right. casing the place and saw me and ran off. Why would they come in with a vacuum running though? Yeah. I don't know. And then just casually, they, they made perfect eye contact with me, looked right at me, and just walked off slowly. Not, yeah. not any 
speed or anything. So when I was actually staying there later, this is really weird. I woke up. This had to be maybe one in the morning. We, everyone was asleep. And I woke up and I got this weird feeling. I kind of sat there and I looked and there were no doors in this house. Like they'd hang up sheets and stuff to, from where the, they had the archways. That's how old this place was. And I was looking in the living room and they put these big windows in the living room. And the whole house, and it seemed like it was from every single room, lit up bright like a camera flash in every room. I could see everything in my room. Stayed there for about a half a second and disappeared. And I laid for a minute and was like, what the hell just happened? And I yelled. I said, did you see that? I didn't know if anybody else was awake. And Greg said, yes. So he had woken up the same way a few minutes before that happened, too. <laughs> and I don't know. I never figured it out. I know that uh, some of the people that lived there were terrified of aliens for some reason. Yeah. And I remember you could, when you were up there, you could watch storms roll in from had to be 100 miles away because it's right on top of the hill yeah. there in Decatur. So, yeah, it, it was that was the weirdest thing that ever happened to me out there. And yeah. That was all of it, though. I mean, I was there a lot. Nothing else really strange happened. No. I think it was too dirty for a ghost to want to live there. Probably. It's probably cleaning it up. It's probably going to check out and see if they want to move back in. Like that. Oh, That's no. probably why that that orange-clad ghost came out. It's like, who the hell's running a vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> There's more more. I haven't heard that in 30 years. So this was, and this is a different type of terrifying. I got some two stories about this. The one that really freaked me out was one day the satellite didn't work. We go outside and the satellite's just destroyed. I'm like, what the hell? thought someone was playing a prank well later on I walk out and right out there on the back porch standing about a foot from me is a beefalo a beefalo a beefalo these are buffalo hybrids <laughs> yeah now they're huge they're as big as the biggest cow you've seen and it's just staring at me like yeah okay <laughs> what are we doing now uh, it left and I told Greg I said hey there's that one of the neighbors beefaloes got through the fence and we went out there and it had pooped all over the front yard so for some reason these beefalo decided to just root around his backyard and tear stuff up yeah, that place had the craziest animals remember that one-eyed cat that would always have kittens every year and then eat them yes that is not a <laughs> that would, that oh would attack what? everyone on site the exception of me i'd go over there and there was only one place i felt comfortable sleeping on that was not gross and it, it was, was that recliner was and I would sleep on that recliner oh. and every morning I would wake up and that cat would be sitting in the middle of my chest Staring with its head one eye. no asleep and it would have its forehead laid against my forehead just dead to the world asleep sitting perfectly in the middle of my chest yep. every night and I'd wake up and pet it put it on the ground and then it would go back to hating everyone else in the world <laughs> that cat was a trip and it lived to be old yeah, really old. I bet it was still there. When it got it, it lost its eye because it would randomly attack people. And I don't mean like run out like a cat and like ha bite you and run off. I mean come out and shred your leg <laughs> to the point to where somebody had a paintball gun and when it come out to go, they started to spray paintballs at it and one of them hit it in the eye and it lost its eye. Yeah, swelled up and lost its eye. Well, I mean, I guess it uh, right kind of brought it, it on itself. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so now, do you remember the house? Over on, I don't even know the name of these streets. O but O&M. O&M at the yeah, end of O&M. That's where I was born. Oh my God, that place was so fucked up. Talk about like a nexus. It was. That it was place like, was a fucking portal. There to was nobody dimension. there that it ever stayed insane. there that didn't have some sort of memory of something yes. happening. Um, that was the place that I believe, I can't remember who kept seeing the pig man. 
I think Donnie saw it because then I remember my dad, of all people, doing some crazy-ass ritual where he made him a cross and he whittled it with his own hands yeah. and cut himself and, like, soaked it. And I'm like, what? Dad doesn't do stuff like that. But yeah. it got bad. Well, it the, got bad. Uh, whoever it was, I, I remember saw him too they once. went out and they found hooves, cloven hooves, like a deer or whatever, a pig. Anyway, that went to the window that he said he saw him out of and never left the window. They just went to the window and then stopped. And this was more than one person that went out there and found the, the hoof marks yeah, this, well, actually, that I got told by both of them individually the same story. Uh, and Donnie saw a banshee over there. Uh, there were that's several a, people that kept reporting that... to, to see a giant bat that lived in the basement. And yes, whenever they'd go back for it, so there was nothing ever there. And this was more than one person over several wow. generations. And uh, I mean, I was really young. Uh, and I would rather pee my pants. And yeah. I was not that kind of kid. Like, I was like an old woman from the age of one. I would rather pee my pants and go in that bathroom because there was something. Yeah. There was something in there yeah, just like standing there. They eventually yeah, was, just bulldozed the house. That, that place was bad, yeah, yeah. and That's there was so like weird a that they saw a pig man, uh, Joe, which is Ben's older brother. Yeah. That was his haunting at the farm. Yeah, well, I couldn't like, remember if it was a pig man or a goat man, but uh, it was. I remember me and you talking about that before, and I said yeah. that's crazy that your uncle yeah. had that yeah. because somebody I couldn't remember if it was I Gary feel there that saw two it. People yeah. that, that it was did either it. Gary or, or Darren that seen it too. I well, thought, and I couldn't remember if they said goat man or pig man, yeah. but cloven hoof, yeah. half man, animal, and yeah. the one story that I remember very specifically getting told about more than once, and this is the one where they went outside, was they watched the face come up to the side and just stare into the window at them. They flipped out and ran in the other room to get people. Went into there, of course, the face is gone. Then they went outside and found the hoof marks that went And it's that one back bedroom that was like when you went past it, the bathroom, the right? Overlooked towards the railroad tracks. Yes. yes. And it's that a, one back bedroom. funny you mentioned the bathroom because at the farm, uh, the old house, uh, the upstairs was like a big open plan on one end, then this super long hallway with one door on it, which led to an attic, and then at the end of the hallway was the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, you're talking like a 20-foot-long hallway to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> if I woke in the middle of the night and had pee, I was not walking down that hallway that you can pay me to do it. Because <laughs> every time I'd walk by that door to the attic, I'd hear a radio playing. And it was like a radio turned down just to the point where you can't make out the words, mm -hmm. like. But it's definitely there, mm -hmm. like you. And it felt like like old timey music, and it was so terrifying. I would not. I would hold it for hours. <laughs> like, I'm gonna pee out the window. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were eyes in the wall, and I don't know how else to describe it, but there was definitely something. There was a space that was like. I felt like it was, uh, I mean, I feel like it now, but I'm old enough to analyze it better, that that space was a space that had was usable in the older version of the place. Does that make sense? Yeah, but then when it was possibly. modernized, that space was between remodeled. the walls or yeah. some shit. You know and it yeah. was. It was it had the old yeah. water walls and yeah. stuff in there. Not not like you see on these movies where it's big enough you can slide down in, but, you know, water walls, four inches or so of space between the, the old yeah. wall and the new wall. And for uh, me, there was some, there was somebody in there. There was yeah. somebody standing there, like that. There was, space always, was you always felt out of place there, like, like you go in there. I don't care if you're alone or if there was twenty people in the house. I never felt at home. No. Well, well yeah, yeah. Uh, entirely there, and it's weird because. I don't think I had any choice other than to be witchy, as you all call it, uh, because I, that is literally where I was born. I was born in the goat shed of that nexus on O&M where that house was. Yeah. 
They converted that shed into a one room, essentially a hospital room, specifically so my mom could have me at home and away from everything else. I remember else we used to play in that shed yeah. all the time. We we did have great times over there, yeah. but man, it was creepy as outside. hell. Outside. Yeah, outside. Outside. Absolutely. Nobody, outside, nobody. it felt like you were safer. You nobody could get away wanted to or be something. Inside. Wow. Nobody Except now, you nobody went up, nobody went beyond the fence between the fence and the rower tracks. Like that was just like this no yeah. man's land. If you threw a ball over there, well, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we it just disappeared. Unless yeah. it was like sunny <laughs> noon, you weren't going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then again, I felt like where I grew up on the hill. I have said that in the past yeah. episodes that that place definitely contributed to me. Now, I mean, yes, it's right. in our family, but the places that we were. Raised <laughs> definitely contributed. I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We're we're probably gonna have to close this one down. Yeah. We got all kinds Disney of uh, spooky stories we could tell. Oh, I know. It's story. like I couldn't. I, I guess. guess. <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to work on that shyness. Yeah. yeah. Back on. Yeah. Maybe next. She's time. got great stories. Yeah, I think she's, she's exhausted. I really am. Tired. It, yeah. It's almost eleven o'clock. Oh shit. Yeah. The cider hit hard. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I've been exhausted all day. Well, thanks everybody for sitting in again. I hope you enjoyed this one. We're going to definitely work on some more stuff. We've got some things planned. Uh, hop on the Facebook group. Uh, don't be afraid to start a thread, guys. Start one up. Yeah, tell us something you'd like to hear. Yeah. yeah. Post a meme and then put a comment about stuff you want to hear. Disagree with us. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. Call us some out. sort of banter. Yes. Yeah, banter is good and welcome. Tell me I'm a so, big, uh, dumb, stupid Happy idiot. Halloween. This is why. Yeah, happy, yeah. happy Halloween, Halloween 2021. Yeah. All you throwaway kids, keep on dumpster diving. Keep on dumpster diving. Stay spooky.